coming up on the Potter's Tech. God said there is a cry that when you make it, I will stop everything going on in heaven to come get you and to see about what you did. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard it. My God, my God, my God. No wonder the devil is trying to get you to shut your mouth. Because he knows if you cry, God will open up the windows of heaven. This is the Hello, saints of God. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be blessed of the Lord to share with you today. I have loved, loved, loved hearing from you. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of you who stream on Sunday morning. What? We have church on Sunday mornings. It's more than the broadcast. You ought to stream on one Sunday, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time and let God bless you live at the Potter's House. Today, we're going to share a word with you that I believe is provocative and powerful. The message is my heart attacks. It continues. It's honest. It's open. It's real. Now it's yours. God says he picks us according to our heart. And he trusts us according to our heart. Look at Joseph. Joseph was blessed above all of his brethren. All of the other brothers, none of the other 12 got the blessing that Joseph got. But God could trust Joseph's heart. Had he blessed one of those other brothers, they would have been vindictive. They would have got even. They would have fought back. But he knew that Joseph had the kind of heart that would allow him to be thrown in a pit, lied on in Potiphar's house, sent to jail, and finally get a chance to get even. But because his heart was good, he said, you meant it for evil, but God made it. Oh, talk to me, somebody. Where do we get this intensity from? Does God have feelings? Does God have feelings? Or is he just sitting up in heaven with power and no passion? Because power with no passion is dangerous. Power with no passion has no temperance. God absolutely has feelings. The Bible talks about when God is angry, there's a Hebrew word called wrath. He was wroth, and the Hebrew word wroth means angry with fire. That means when God gets mad, he's really mad. That's why I would rather tick off everybody in here than tick. When God gets mad, he swallows up the whole thing, just swallow up the whole country. Wroth, he was angry with fire. And the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. Some of the miracles he did, unscheduled miracles were done purely because he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. He stands over Jerusalem and he weeps. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you as a hen would her chicks, but ye would not. Weeping for Jerusalem. He comes to the funeral of Lazarus, misses the funeral, comes to the graveside service, and he sits with those that are weeping. And he weeps. We have not heard much about God's heart. We have heard a lot about his hand, but not his heart. But David knew something about God's heart. Even when he was wrong, he knew something about God's heart. 
David would throw himself on God's heart, on the mercies of God. He said, I would rather fall into the hands of God than to fall in the hands of men. Why is it? Because God had less power? No, God had more power, but he also had more passion, and he was more likely to be forgiving than people are. So you cannot judge how God feels about you by how people feel about you, because often God feels totally different from how... Oh, I'm going to talk to somebody today. God has feelings. Tell somebody, says, God has feelings. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whereby, oh, the Holy Spirit can grieve? The Holy Spirit can grieve. Hmm. God definitely has feelings. So the problem, it's not wrong to have feelings. But it is dangerous when feelings have you. That's when the heart attacks. Imagine biologically if your heart, I, I love the term that they use when you, when you have a physical infirmity, they say, I had a heart attack. Do you, know what, do you know what a heart attack is? It's mutiny in your body. It's your body fighting you. Sickness brings with it a feeling of betrayal because if it were an outer enemy, I could deal with it. But when the enemy is in a me, the heart attacks in the physical, the heart attacks, shuts down everything. My heart goes and shuts down everything. If that's true in the physical, is it not true in the spiritual? Have you ever had your heart shut down everything? Take the taste out of food. Take the wet out of water. Take the breeze out of wind. You don't even know it's passing you by. Because your heart is broken. And when that heart is broken, when that heart is broken, people trying to fix it often makes it worse. Can I get a good amen? It brings me to my next question. Does, does Jesus care about feelings? We know that God has, does he, does he care about how I feel? Because when I'm in pain, the first thing the devil tells me, God don't even care. God don't care. God don't even care. God, if he cared, you wouldn't go through that. The first thing that goes on trial when my feelings are amok is does he care how I feel. When Peter's about to drown in the boat and the boat is about to capsize, he runs down to the bottom of the boat and he assaults the character of God with one question. Carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not that I'm lonely? Carest thou not that this is not fair? Carest thou not that I've been betrayed? Carest thou not You'd be surprised at the people who have given up on their faith because they don't believe that God cares about what you care about. I'm going to fix that for you today. There is nobody who cares about how you feel like God. 
The fact that you have feelings does not mean that you don't have faith. I know that's a popular teaching, but it's popularly wrong. God looks at Cain and Abel, and he comes to Cain, and he says, Why is that countenance fallen? Why are you walking around looking sad? Isn't there something for God who runs the universe to watch your face? You don't look happy. Wow. Did you know that God checks your face? Why is that countenance fallen? Why, why are you walking around the house looking like that? And yet the devil constantly keeps telling you that God doesn't care how you feel. What? For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmity. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. The Bible says he can be touched not by your infirmity, but by the feelings of your infirmity. Touch your neighbor and say, God cares how you feel. Ask Hannah what happens when she walks in the temple and lays out on the altar like a drunk woman before God. And because of how she felt about it, God opened up her womb and blessed her to give birth because of how she felt. See, we're hiding what we ought to reveal. You need to lay it out on the altar and wail and cry and kick and scream because God cares about David said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of his troubles. God didn't deliver David because of his troubles. He delivered him because of his cry. Let me tell you something. You mothers know what I'm talking about. There is a cry your kids can make that you keep on washing dishes because you know Johnny's just acting a fool. But there is a cry that'll make you drop all your plates and go running out the house because you heard the cry. God said there is a cry that when you make it, I will stop everything going on in heaven to come get you and to see about what you need. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. My God, my God, my God. No wonder the devil is trying to get you to shut your mouth. Because he knows if you cry, God will open up the windows of heaven. Jesus says, whatsoever you desire, whatsoever you care about, whatsoever you care about when you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. You need to turn your heart loose on the thing that's after you and open your heart unto God and cry unto God. Because he says, whatever you care about, that's what I care about. In fact, cast all your cares on me because I care about you. Still to come on the Potter's Touch.
You want God to serve what you had in mind, which means you have more faith in your thoughts than you do in his. Because if you believe what he thought, you would rejoice when they come and you would rejoice when they go because you would know that if God allowed it to walk out of your life, it's only because he's got something better in mind for your life. Women are into spiritual warfare. They're in a fight going on between you and the devil. If you had been like you used to be, you would have gone crazy, but you got some kind of crazy peace. This is the peace of God. I'm in pain. They said, do you want me to call a doctor? I said, do you know Jesus? What you call his name? Exposure. Courage. Knowledge. Positioning. P-E-C-K. Pick. We will have healing and restoration if we know what Says I'm worried about you. You don't look happy anymore. You dropped your head. Why did you drop your head? What's going on with you? Are you okay? He says, I care about you. I care so much about you that if your heart cries, I can hear your heart cry even when your lips don't move. You know, your lips don't have to move. I'm going to say it again. Your lips don't have to move for your heart to cry. Last week, we were were talking about pressure. We were talking about pressure. And one of the things that produces heart attacks is pressure. Pressure will make you go numb. It will stop you from loving. It will stop you from living. And because you are traumatized by shock, when people go into trauma, they stop feeling as a defense mechanism against pain. If I shut the door, it won't hurt. And for a moment, it does give you some relief to just be a mummy, the walking dead. Good morning. Welcome to J.C. Penney's. Good morning. How are you today? You can, you can go in, in, into robot mode and fool most people. They won't even know that you shut off the valve to manage the pain. And it works pretty good for a while. No pain gets in. But no pleasure either. 
No more ugliness, but no more beauty either. And you're just walking around a shell of what you were created to be. And you can't figure out what's wrong. Why is my faith not working? I go to church. I gave a special offering. I spinned around seven times. I dropped down on one knee and hollered Jesus. I did the slide. I did the break dance. I moonwalked like Michael Jackson. I did a split like James Brown. And I'm still broke, frustrated, and ain't what's wrong? What's wrong with God? No, it's what's wrong with you. Well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Uh, I, I must guard my heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Guarding is different from blocking. Guarding is different from blocking. He said guard it, not jam it up. Not shut it down, not close it off. He said guard your heart. He said I want you to protect it. And one of the ways you guard it is by keeping it open. He said, I want you to protect it by keeping it open because out of it flows, out of it flows, out of it flows, out of it flows. Your heart should be flowing. And you're not seeing God's best in your life. You're not seeing it because you have closed your heart. And that's all God is looking at. And all that God would look at in you is closed. This Sunday morning, God wants to put a catheter in your heart, a flush that cleanses your heart. Let me explain something to you. Worship is not just worship. Worship is a cleansing agent that cleanses your heart. Have you ever tried to worship and be angry? You can't be angry and worship. I mean, you can, you can hold your hands and say, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. But if you really start worshiping and you open up your heart, worship will flush anger out of your heart. You can come in here not speaking to somebody and worship God to the point that when you walk there, God bless you. You will speak to him so fast, you don't even know why you spoke to him. Because worship cleanses the heart. We're not trying to do it so that we can have theatrics. We're not trying to take you out of your personality. The only thing we're trying to do is get you to purify your heart. None but the pure in heart shall see God. The people that keep having experience after experience after experience, but they keep flushing it over and over again, over and over and over again. God says, if you will flush I will stop your heart attack. If you will flush, I will stop your heart attack. Well, what stops us from flushing? I'm glad you asked me that. What stops us from flushing is the arrogance 
that we have on the inside. And here is the epitome of our arrogance. That what you had in mind was what God wanted for you. Samuel's big mistake is that he lied with what he had in mind. I found out you can't get over anything until you give up what you had in mind. Am I helping anybody today? You see, what is clogging our heart is the idolatry. The idolatry of worshiping what we had in mind. What you thought the marriage would be like. What you thought the job would be like. What you thought a daughter would be like. What you thought having a son would be like. That, that it, you worship at the shrine of what you had in mind. And you want to crown what you thought. The only thing you will praise God for is when he gives you what you had in mind. You're not serving God. You want God to serve you. You're not serving God. You want God to serve you. You want God to serve what you had in mind. Which means you have more faith in your thoughts than you do in his. Because if you believe what he thought, you would rejoice when they come. And you would rejoice when they go. Because you would know that if God allowed it to walk out of your life, it's only because he's got something better in mind for your life. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but this is the moment where you give God praise. You are going to praise him, not for what you had in mind, but for what he had in mind for your life. You're going to praise him. You're going to praise him for his will, for his purpose, for his plan, for his place in your life. You're going to praise him until demons tremble and hell gets nervous. You're going to praise him because you know your life is in his hands. You're going to praise him in the city, in the field. You're going to be blessed when you go in. You're going to be blessed when you go out. You're going to give God the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The catheter is here. The catharsis is here. The cleansing is here. Would you take a moment and open your mouth and lift your hands and heart and allow God to flush every pain, every agony, every storm, every grief, every disappointment. Jesus said, if you believe on me, woman, as the scriptures have said, out of your belly shall flow. 
When you get it right, you're going to flow again. You're going to flow again. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm getting ready to flow again. Some of you haven't flowed for years. You haven't flowed for years. You've been living, but you haven't flowed for years. You've been existing, but you haven't flowed for years. But God said you're getting ready to flow again. You're getting ready to flow again. You're getting ready to flow in another dimension. You're getting ready to flow. I feel the glory of God. I feel the glory of God. I feel the glory of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tell your other neighbor, I'm getting ready to flow again. I'm getting ready to flow. I've been jammed up. I've been pressed down. I've been out of order. I've been blocked up. But I'm getting ready to flow. I'm going to flow again. I'm going to flow in my gifts. I'm going to flow in my thinking. I'm going to flow in my creativity. I'm going to flow in my passion. I'm getting ready to flow. Devil, you should have killed me while you had the chance. I feel my flow. I feel a flow. I feel a flow. I'm out of time. I would to God that I could go further. It's not often that we open up and share so many intimate details about what it cost us to be who we are. A big heart is a blessing, but it also can be a very painful thing. All of us who have them know exactly what I mean. May God bless you and strengthen you and keep you in a place that your heart remains open. Many times when I'm hurt, the temptation is to close up. The calling is to stay open. Can you do it? I can. I don't know how much more I can take. This job? Pressure. Man, I... I really thought this relationship was getting better. Pressure. I love my daughter. I do. But I can't, I can't be mommy 24 hours a day. I just don't have any help. Pressure. Jesus says, he makes an invitation. He says, cast all your cares on me. Because I care about you. We understand that pressure is all around us. And we all need a way to deal with it. For your gift of any size, you will receive Pressure on CD from Bishop Jake's revolutionary series, Breaking Through. No wonder the devil is trying to get you to shut your mouth. Because he knows if you cry, God will open up the windows of heaven. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Breaking Through, trading earthly perspective for kingdom reality on three DVDs. I will not be distracted. I will not get discouraged. I will let God use this pressure to propel me into my destiny. And when your gift is $120 or more, you will receive the Breaking Through 3 Message DVD set, as well as the best of Bishop Jake's book collection in hardback that includes Destiny by T.D. Jakes, Faithing It by Cora Jakes Coleman, and Dear Mary by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Get ready for a breakthrough today. The person you're touching has been through some stuff. They've been through enough to traumatize them, to shut them down for the rest of their lives. But the devil is a lie. 
He's already defeated. This is your Sunday morning for a breakthrough in God. They meant it for evil, but God's going to make it good. I prophesy to you, your latter day shall be greater than your former day. Squeeze that hand. The anointing is flowing.